Dear Father in heaven, glory be unto your name for your loving kindness bestowed upon us in the good things that we receive on this earth, where we to be treated according to our iniquities. We do not deserve to live, and we do not deserve the good things that we get. It is of your mercies that we are not consumed and your compassion fails not. Therefore, we worship you, Lord, and we say praise, glory, honor, and adoration be unto your name now and forevermore. Lord in heaven, take our lives, O Lord, and let it be the simple outworking of your will. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and let that will be done through us, O Lord. As your word enters our hearts, it gives us light and understanding. As we go through our devotion, Lord, put your words in my mouth, that your words may be spoken and received and have an entrance into our hearts and lives and may it give understanding to our simplicity may it bring us into the image of our lord and savior jesus christ grant us of your spirit dear lord that we may put into practice all we learn and grow in grace and knowledge of our lord jesus christ in jesus name i've prayed amen Conflict and Courage, February 17. Don't forget. Remember Lot's wife. Luke chapter 17, verse 32. One of the fugitives ventured to cast a look backward to the doomed city, and she became a monument of God's judgment. If Lot himself had manifested no hesitancy to obey the angel's warning, but had earnestly fled toward the mountains, without one word of pleading or remonstrance, his wife also would have made her escape. The influence of his example would have saved her from the sin that sealed her doom. But his hesitancy and delay caused her to lightly regard the divine warning. While her body was upon the plain, her heart clung to Sodom, and she perished with it. She rebelled against God because his judgments involved her possessions and her children in the ruin. Although so greatly favored in being called out from the wicked city, she felt that she was severely dealt with because the wealth that it had taken years to accumulate must be left to destruction. Instead of thankfully accepting deliverance, she presumptuously looked back to desire the life of those who had rejected the divine warning. Her sin showed her to be unworthy of life for the preservation of which she felt so little gratitude. We should beware of treating lightly God's gracious provisions for our salvation. There are Christians who say, I do not care to be saved unless my companion and children are saved with me. They feel that heaven would not be heaven to them without the presence of those who are so dear. But have those who cherish this feeling a right conception of their own relation to God in view of His great goodness and mercy towards them? Have they forgotten that they are bound 
by the strongest ties of love and honor and loyalty to the service of their Creator and Redeemer? The invitations of mercy are addressed to all. And because our friends reject the Savior's pleading love, shall we also turn away? The redemption of the soul is precious. Christ has paid an infinite price for our salvation, and no one who appreciates the value of this great sacrifice or the worth of the soul will despise God's offered mercy because others choose to do so. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Don't Forget. And our key text is taken from the lips of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ himself. Luke 17 verse 32. Our Lord Jesus said to us, Remember Lot's wife. Think about that. In the midst of him giving prophecies concerning the end time, the Lord thought it wise to say to us this short statement, Remember Lot's wife. Brothers and sisters, let us remember Lot's wife. Who is Lot's wife? What was her character? And what does the Bible tell us about her that we are to have in mind? As we go through our devotion, Conflict and Courage, remember that the reason we are going through this is that we should learn that the things that the people did in the past were told in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, reading from verse 5, 6, 7 there, that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. That's one of the reasons that these stories are, are written for us. The Lord has a warning to give to us. And as we go through the story of Lot's wife, it is one that we are to learn lessons that we should not repeat, not lessons that we should repeat. So, let us dig into Lot's wife. Yesterday, while studying, we read and saw in our discussions that there are barriers that the Lord has placed around us. That if these barriers are kept in check, we do not bring them down, then we would be able to save ourselves from coming to that downward slope that the people of Sodom came to. And uh, by God's grace, in our subsequent devotion, we will look at that. How to avoid us and our children becoming degenerate included in the corruption and vileness in our society and in our world. Lot's wife is who we are looking at today. The book of Genesis 19 reading from verse 12 tells us when Lot had been saved by those two angels. It says in verse 12, And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides? son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters and whatsoever thou hast in the city bring them out of this place for we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the lord and the lord has sent us to destroy it and lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law which married his daughters and said up get you out of this place for the lord will destroy this city but he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law and when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, 
and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters the Lord being merciful unto him and they brought him forth and set him without the city and it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said that is the he being referred to here now is Jesus Christ himself remember he had just left he had left Abraham the two angels had gone into the city now Lot met Jesus and he said to him escape for thy life look not behind thee neither stay thou in all the plain escape to the mountain lest thou be consumed and Lot said unto them oh not so my lord behold now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight and thou hast magnified thy mercy which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life and I cannot escape to the mountain lest some evil take me and I die. Behold now, this city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city, for the which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither. For I cannot do anything till thou be come thither. Therefore the name of the city was called Zoar. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Hmm. Now that is where Lot's wife comes into the picture. But building up to Lot's wife becoming that pillar of salt, there were other things. The influence of Lot. Remember when Lot looked down to Sodom and saw that that land was good just as the garden of God, the garden of Eden, and he chose that place selfishly for himself. As much as Lot was selfish, he still had very good impulses in him. The Bible calls him a righteous man. If he wasn't righteous, he wouldn't stay at the gate to help strangers. But there was this lingering problem with Lot, covetousness. The accumulation of wealth he had had in Sodom was too dear to him. And when he was told to leave, he lingered. That's what the Bible said. He lingered. Were it not to be the mercy of God, because that's what the Bible says. God was just merciful to him because God had told him, leave. And if he chose to linger there and not go, the Lord would have rained the brimstone and fire and he would have been destroyed. But what did the Lord do? The Lord helped him. As we read in Genesis 19, reading from verse 16, it says, And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth and set him without the city. And the Lord did not even destroy Sodom and Gomorrah until Lot had entered into the city which was nearby, Zoar. The Lord was supposed to destroy that city called Zoar. But Lord, Lot pleaded and behold the mercy of God. Imagine what God had planned in his mind to destroy the city of Zoar. But because of Lot's pleading that the city should be spared, the Lord listened to him and told him, I have accepted the concerning this thing, you can go and said to him, I cannot destroy Sodom and Gomorrah until you have entered into Zohar. Now this is very important because when you look at the pleading and lingering and hesitation of Lot and then you understand that Lot had already entered into Zohar before the Lord rained fire and brimstone upon 
Sodom and Gomorrah, then you would understand the looking back of Lot's wife. That looking back of Lot's wife is not like we think. I'll suggest it is not just that as they teach us in in uh, kindergarten or even in the churches, like they were not supposed to like turn their head back towards. They were not supposed to like turn their head back towards Sodom. No, that's not. They could have been looking forward. The looking back of Lot's wife is not just a mere looking back with her eyes, but her desirous to go back to to Sodom to go and see how she can save some of her properties and her children while her body was in Zoa her mind was thinking about the losses that she will incur after all the accumulation of wealth for many years that was what she was thinking about and she was ready to go back there to see what she can salvage from the things that were being destroyed in Sodom and in her trying to go back remember they had entered Zoa and in her looking back because the Lord has said to them turn not back that's what the Lord had said to her and in verse 23 it says the sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. Then the Lord reigned upon Sodom and Gomorrah, brimstone and fire. Before that, the Lord had said to him in verse 22, Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become thither. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zoar. Lot's wife looked back. She turned back with the desire to save her properties. But the problem was with Lot himself. The power of influence is great, my brothers and sisters. If your face is not looking heavenward, if you are not steadfastly, faithfully moving forward, your example will be caught upon by watching eyes and they will see the hesitancy in you and that hesitancy will be a living in their lives. Jesus is coming soon, we say. But how do you behave towards the coming of the Lord? Your hesitancy to leave the scenes of this world, your lingering like Lot lingered, sends a message. The people get the message. Lot's wife got the message from Lot. And what was the message? The message of Lot's pleading and begging is set in her a mindset that this was just being unfair to them. She felt the Lord was being unfair. She felt that there was a way to save some of the things there. Lot's lingering had its influence on his wife and the wife went further. Have you ever noticed that when somebody goes a step in a scene, the next generation takes it two steps further or even more than two steps? That was the case with Lot. He lingered, he hesitated, but his wife didn't just linger and hesitate, she turned back. And all of this, you would wonder, why would the Lord deal like this with Lot? From the onset, Lord made, Lot made a decision to go to a place that he knew very well was corrupt and remained there. The very fact that even when he heard that the place was going to be destroyed, he still remained there and lingered hesitatingly shows us that his love for his wealth was greater than his hatred for the city life and the sin going on there. He did hate the sin, but he could have left Sodom's sins long ago. Instead of staying at the gates to try and save strangers, which is a very good thing, wouldn't it have been better for Lot to just leave that place completely? But Lot stayed there continually. And one of the reasons was not just so that he can secure people who were strangers and save them, but he had built so much there. He had so much business going on there and moving away from there would have been difficult for him. And this is the reason the Lord said to us, remember Lot's wife. As the coming of the Lord draws near, 
we will have our possessions we will have our wealth and if you are attached to your wealth to your possessions to your children because she was thinking of her children too if you are attached to such things you will be destroyed because when you are attached you will find it difficult to let go reading now from patriarchs and prophets page 174 paragraph 2 and 3 says the wife of lot was a selfish irreligious woman and her influence was exerted to separate her husband from abraham but for her lot would not have remained in sodom deprived of the counsel of the wise god-fearing patriarch the influence of his wife and the associations of that wicked city would have led him to apostatize from God had it not been for the faithful instruction he had early received from Abraham. The marriage of Lot and his choice of Sodom for a home were the first links in a chain of events fraught with evil to the world for many generations. Again, reading from Testimonies Volume 4, page 111 to 112, it says, Lot, talking about how he behaved, Lot returned sorrowfully to the angels and repeated the story of his failure. Then the angels commanded him to arise and take his wife and his two daughters, who were yet in his house, and leave the city. But Lot was sad. The thought of leaving his children and his wife, for she refused to go without them, almost broke his heart. They would all have perished in the terrible ruin of Sodom had not the Lord in his great mercy sent his angels to the rescue. Lot was paralyzed by the great calamity about to occur. He was stupefied with grief at the thought of leaving all he held dear on earth. But as he lingered, the angels of God laid hold upon his hand and the hands of his wife and two daughters and brought them out of the city and charged them to flee for their lives neither to look behind them nor to stay upon all the plain but to escape to the mountains how reluctant was lot to obey the angel and go as far as possible from corrupt sodom appointed to utter destruction he distrusted god and pleaded to remain Living in the wicked city had weakened his faith and confidence in the justice of the Lord. He pleaded that he could not do as he was required, lest some evil should overtake him and he should die. Angels were sent on a special mission to save the lives of Lot and his family. But Lot had so long been surrounded by corrupting influences that his sensibilities were blunted and he could not discern the works of God and his purposes. He could not trust himself in his hands to do his bidding. He was continually pleading for himself and this unbelief cost him the life of his wife. She looked back to Sodom and murmuring against the dealings of God, she was changed to a pillar of salt that she might stand as a warning to all those who disregard the special mercies and providences of heaven. After this terrible retribution, Lot no longer dared to linger by the way but fled into the mountains according to the direction of the angels. The sinful conduct of his daughters after leaving Sodom was the result of wicked associations while there. The sense of right and wrong was confused in their minds and sin did not appear as sin to them. End of quote. The lesson we learn from this is the lesson of hesitancy and lingering. 
Also, the lesson of covetousness and selfishness. Lot's wife was a selfish woman, covetous, attached to her wealth. And the Lord said to us, remember Lot's wife. If you are attached to your wealth, attached to your possessions, you'll walk for the money, the money on your mind and your mind and your money, which was the slogan for Lot's wife. You will find it a hard thing to run away when the Lord says so. You would linger when you're not supposed to linger. You would make all possible arrangements not to separate from your wealth. And like we read in the devotion, there are some who consider it a sanctimonious thing to plead as if, oh, my children must make it. And it's true. Many mothers, they misplace the priorities here, thinking themselves to be okay themselves. They, they, they pray so much for the children. It is not wrong to pray for your children. Pray as much as you can for your children. But learn that you also have your own soul to save. One of the problems with Lot's wife, as we saw, is that she made Lot's heart sorrowful because she had said, I'm not living here without my children. As if you are giving God an ultimatum. The Lord is saying, I'm going to destroy the city just by his grace that his angels were even in your house to tell you. Were the angels not to come to Lot's house, they might have destroyed that place with Lot and his wife and own children in it. But out of their mercy, they decided to tell Lot and his wife, escape with your two children. And there she was making further negotiations. Okay, go and talk to the children. And the children refused to follow them. And then there she was lingering. Oh, I will not live here without my children. And then Lot was lingering because of her. And then the angels had to carry them by force, use, them, use their hands to take them out of the city. With all this lingering, you could see the ungratefulness in Lot's wife. The Lord is delivering your soul and all you can think of is the children. And what is she thinking about in the children? Was it about their soul for them to be righteous? If she was thinking about them coming out of their sins, why did she go to Sodom in the first place? That was not the case. It was just the sentimental attachment to the thought and the fact that, oh, my children are going to perish. Not that they had already be, they had already perished in their sins. What are we supposed to be concerned about? If our children are living in righteousness, they can perish and will be happy that they are going to be with the Lord when he comes the second time. But Lot's wife was not thinking about their life, whether they were sinful or whether they were righteous. All she was thinking about just like every other worldly person, oh, my children, my children, oh, I don't want my children to die. When the Lord was trying to save her soul from death and in manifesting this, she, she rebelliously turned back because the rebellion did not start from that moment. She turned back. They had been bearing long with her. Lot had told her, let us go. She said, no, I won't go except I take my children with me. And then she was looking at the judgment of God as, it's, as if it was un, uncalled for in Sodom. Instead of her to be thankful for her own life that was saved, and in all this hesitancy and rebellion, which was also encouraged by Lot, she turned back when she went to Zohar. And the Lord judged her and turned her to a pillar of salt. Oh, they are walking pillars of salt today. People are not yet turned to pillars of salt, but I tell you, spiritually, there are people who are pillars of salt today. Because the Lord has tried to save many and they have looked back. And that's why Jesus said, No man who lays his hand on the plow and looks back is worthy or to be my disciple, is or is worthy to be in the kingdom of God. Are you looking back like Lord's wife? The Lord said to us in these last days, Remember Lord's wife. Why are you looking back? Because of your children? Or is it because of the losses you have incurred from leaving Sodom and following after the Lord? If you are not going to follow him with your heart, it's as good as remaining in Sodom. Either you remain there and be destroyed or you leave and then you are a pillar of salt. 
we should be careful to understand how to interpret the mercy of God. We read in our devotion, page 54, paragraph 3 of Conflicts and Courage, we should beware of treating lightly God's gracious provisions for our salvation. There are Christians who say, I do not care to be saved unless my companion and children are saved with me. They feel that heaven would not be heaven to them without the presence of those who are so dear. But have those who cherish this feeling a right conception of their own relation to God in view of his great goodness and mercy towards them? Have they forgotten that they are bound by the strongest ties of love and honor and loyalty to the service of their Creator and Redeemer? The invitations of mercy are addressed to all, and because our friends reject the Savior's pleading love, should we also turn away? The answer to that is no. In the case of Lot's wife, it was not a case of remorse and sadness. There's nothing wrong. Like Lot, he was not saying, my children must go with me. Yes, he regretted that his children were going to perish in that destruction. But not with that rebellious mind of, my children must be saved. If they're not saved, oh, I will kill myself. That was the attitude of Lot's wife. And it is an attitude of ungratefulness and a lack of appreciation. Your own life is being saved. And instead of you to take your life as a prey, you are lamenting over your losses. Not that they are going to perish spiritually or that if the children were saved, like she was going to train them in a better way because they were apparently not properly trained, those children. And because of that, it was because of her anyway, now she's lamenting over it. We should not take God's mercies lightly. If the Lord has seen it fit to bring a message to us and that the rest of our family has not taken that message, run with it. Run with it and don't look back. Don't say, oh, my mother has not accepted. My father has not accepted. My husband, oh, oh, my husband do. Is it only me that will accept this thing? And because of that, you are waiting for them to listen first before you leave Sodom. You are treating God's message lightly. And the more you linger, you will soon become a spiritual pillar of salt. For the Spirit of God will not always strive with men. And for everyone who the Spirit of God stops pleading with, they are just as good as Lot's wife. Pillars of salt, though they are walking around the earth and continuing their business, they are just pillars of salt themselves. Remember Lot's wife, our Lord Jesus says. And what is it that we are to remember? Be careful not to say to yourself, Ah, my, my husband, my wife my children, my wealth, and then you are thinking of these things and because you are not able to take your wealth with you or because you are not able to take your children with you or because your husband is not going with you or your children and your wife have not accepted the message and you are still lingering to accept the message. That is what Lot's wife was and that is what we are told. Remember Lot's wife, the more you linger like that, you are going to be lost yourself and you will be destroyed. Run for your life is the message of the Lord. He called you. It is not your children. It is you he's talking to. The message came to you. Listen and move. It is a wrong estimation and a lack of appreciation of our Lord Jesus that makes us to linger. What is the presence of children in the presence of the Lord? Can you compare the two? Who is your husband? Who is your wife in comparison to the Lord? If the Lord is telling you, come up higher and be with me in my kingdom, and then you are acting as though it is better to remain with your children and husband and wife than to be with the Lord, then you have a very wrong appreciation of who it is that is calling you or what is the better decision to make. 
come up higher to the Lord and leave your husband, leave your wife, leave your children if they will not be saved. It is better to be with the Lord than to be with your children or with your wife or with your husband. And leave them to the Lord. The Lord knows how to take care of them. But as for you, do not be so attached to any earthly thing. Your wife is an earthly thing. Your husband is too. And your children are. And oh, what more? Your wealth so earthly that it will be destroyed with the flames of fire when the Lord comes. If you are so attached to them that you cannot let go, you are loath to let go. You are not making changes in your life because your children are hindering you. Or your husband is hindering you. Or your wife is hindering you. Or your wealth is hindering you. You are very Lot's wife. Lord is warning you today. Remember Lot's wife. Before I leave you alone and you turn to a pillar of salt, the more you keep turning back and saying, my husband, my wife, my children, my wealth, the Lord will not linger forever. He may leave you alone and then you will be left to yourself to continue the life that you want to live in attachment to your children and in attachment to your spouse and in attachment to your wealth and just know that when the Lord does that to you, you may not physically be a pillar of salt but spiritually you verily are a pillar of salt. Remember Lord's wife. Romans chapter 15 verse 4 For the things which are written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. My brothers and sisters, are you learning? Wake up and stop waiting for your pastor or your church members or whatever it is you're attached to. The Lord's plea to you is run for your life. Flee. I'm about to make a destruction. The Lord is about to come and he's telling us, flee, escape for thy life and stop lingering. Your lingering is affecting another person. For the more you linger, Fathers, mothers, everybody, the more you linger, you are influencing another person to think that the destruction that is coming is not really true or even if it is coming, it is unjust. The more you plead as though it's not the Lord should do something better, he shouldn't do that, you are making it look like the Lord is being unjust and that your sentiment will enter into another person like Lot's wife and then the person will feel oh the lord is being too harsh and they will rebel against him be careful how you linger and hesitate may the lord give us the grace to learn the lessons that are in this particular devotion it's my prayer amen let us pray loving father in heaven we thank you lord for the lessons you have taught us from your word today we pray dear lord please give us the grace if we have in the past lingered, given excuses for not obeying, that we will not flee yet, we will not make decisions yet because of our children who are in school, or because of our spouse, or because we, there's some money we are getting that we cannot just let go of yet, Lord have mercy on us. Now we pray, give us the grace that we may make the changes in our lives, O oh Lord. And Lord, as we flee, we commit our spouse to your care. We commit our children to your care. It may be that for our own error, our children are going to be destroyed or are in that direction. Have mercy on us, O Lord, and forgive us our sins. And we pray that you help us not to turn back. Severe us, Lord, from the earthly things that we are attached to, that we may walk and follow the Lord. Help us, Lord, especially to understand properly what it means to be with the Lord, to love to be with you more than to be with children or spouse or wealth. 
Help us, Lord, to properly appreciate what it is you are giving to us. Lord's wife did not appreciate it. That's why she was begging to remain in Sodom. Help us, Lord, not to beg to remain in this earth. That when you want to bring us out, we shall rather rejoice that you have saved our souls. Help us to this end, O Lord. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen.